Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Steven Zadak. And we hate movies. Welcome back to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning back in. We are back. How many times can I say back, by the way? Back to school. Back to school. Back bear to the back. future. Bareback. Oh, <laughs> bareback. Absolutely. This is kind of like the... Uh, I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld and a lot of old TV. It's hilarious when, especially sitcoms, they didn't give a shit. Like, people would just come back from vacation super tanned. Oh, and, like, yeah. Jerry's just sitting there doing his business, and he's just incredibly tanned for no reason. <laughs> By the way, it sucks that you had to be like, I've been watching Seinfeld and a lot of old TV. Yeah. Gotta jump out the window after this fucking show. Ugh. Whoever thought Seinfeld just, eh, old TV. L- you know what? Lump it in with old TV. <laughs> yeah, Steve, that was really dismissive of you. No, it's just true. That's an oh. old fucking show. I'm just saying, I, that's an old show, man. It went off the air in 98. Oh, what year is it? <laughs> I believe it's 2013. <laughs> that's 15 years, right? All right. Sure. Yeah, that's 15 years. So here we are. We are back. It is our back to school episode because, you know, a lot of our audience members might themselves be going back to school or a fresh fall semester at college or sending your kids back to school. Thank fucking God. (laughs) No, because we've said this before and they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're so fucking right. They're out of the house. Listen to the cursing show now. <laughs> Those fat guys that say fuck a lot. Man, can I just, before we get into this, you know, I posted this while we were on vacation and we got a little bit of a response, but we had a hilarious negative iTunes review over the break that was somebody who was clearly just some like concerned parent that was just like, one star, why don't you ditch your potty mouth and produce a show adults can enjoy? And I posted it on Twitter and all, you know, all these people that listen to the show were like, I'm a grown-ass woman. I'm a grown-ass man. Fuck you, lady. It's just fucking great. It's a profane show. Get off your high horse. It's got the the adult rating there, right? There's a reason we put the explicit tag. So people like you, stay away. But I'm going to try to meet you halfway, and my curses today will be replaced with a little little something different, a little something, you know, more family-friendly. Yeah. That's cool. Like, like I'll say, you know, fudge. Fudge. <laughs> um, hey, fudge. Yeah. I'm going to say uh, Brazilian curses only. Because you're from the real de Janeiro. <laughs> real de Janeiro. <laughs> I am the villain of this movie. Cap I'm eight feet tall. So, I am the Brazilian Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Brazilians, you might be saying, what the fuck are they talking about? Uh, 1993's Only the Strong, directed by a fella named Sheldon Lettich. This gentleman's directed seven films. Four of them stars Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> All of them feature martial arts. Uh, in this case, it's Brazilian capoeira. We sort of teased this on an episode a while back. I think it was Maniac Cop 3 because the Jamaican drug dealer in this film plays yep. the janitor that's just working in the basement of the hospital or something that's, of Maniac right. Cop 3. There you go. The badge of silence. He's also a guy giving Steven Seagal a hard time in one of those movies. I forget which one. Whichever one he runs afoul of Jamaicans. Ah. Is that marked for death? Uh, I think it's Jamaican Me Crazy. Sorry, <laughs> Steven Seagal. Hey, you're Jamaican Me Crazy. 
credits. <laughs> Steven Seagal and Martin Lawrence. Make someone to make that movie. <laughs> so, you know, like we said, it's our back to school episode. This is, it's kind of like, now see if, tell me if I'm crazy. This movie's kind of like if you took the principal and removed James Belushi and replaced him with a physically fit Capoeira master because it's just a dude cleaning up a bad school. I mean, it's dangerous minds. Yep. With Capoeira fighting. It's fan-fucking-tastic is what it is. It's really great. It's kind of like Capoeira pornography. And, like, I don't say that <laughs> in that way if people say, like, oh, this movie is just, like, torture porn. But, no, this movie exists in, like, every scene is just an excuse for some awesome Capoeira fighting. And, like, it just starts, you know, it's like somebody's getting a job interview. Like, well, you know it will solve this? You know it will get you this job if we do some Brazilian karate right now? <laughs> So it's like waiting online at a bathroom. Like, oh, is somebody in there? I know how I'm going to pass the time. <laughs> Starts dancing around a Starbucks. Oh, the pool guy's here. You want to Brazilian karate fight me? <laughs> I thought you were going to want to fuck me, but I'll Brazilian karate fight you. Whatever. <laughs> so this, this, it's, what's this fella's name? Something Stevens? Rick? What? The guy. Mr. We call it Mr. Stevens. Mr. Lewis, Stevens. Right? Lewis Stevens. Lewis Stevens. Right. Mark DeCascos? Yes. Uh, he's the dude currently portraying the chairman on Iron Chef America, a.k.a. let's pretend you're more Asian than you actually are. This dude's like Hawaiian or some shit. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. It's, it's downright offensive, that accent he puts on for the Iron Chef. Oh. I mean, that's all I'm going to do. But that's what it is, you know. He also was in Double Dragon as the guy that's not Scott Wolf, the guy that could actually karate fight. It's not a pudgy little guy from far- Party of Five. <laughs> <laughs> a pudgy little sidekick from Party of Five. <laughs> How did he get in that movie? I mean, I guess he was the biggest thing in the world for 12 months. Do you think uh, Mark Dacascos is a lot closer to the stuntman than he is with Scott Wolf? Because, like, Scott, like, they'd be like, time for fighting. Scott, you go over there. And the stuntman comes in. It's like, Hey, Brad, how's it going? <laughs> how's the wife? Oh, no. I mean, you these... want a Brazilian karate fight? Me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these dudes, these dudes are tied to the stuntman community because, yeah. you know, before they were the chairman or, you know, Mr. Lewis Stevens in this movie, like, you're probably a stuntman or you're yeah. doing some stunt work as an extra, mm-hmm. you know, in like a, a bigger stars fighting movie, like a Van Damme flick or a Jackie Chan movie or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so you know. The stuntman community a lot better than you're hanging out with fucking Scott Wolf and all the other losers in this movie. I mean, there's nobody in this movie. There's people in this movie, but there's nobody in this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's if you watch. Here's the thing: if you watch other movies like Only the Strong, you recognize people in yep. the movie. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, and you know, this is speaking to the larger martial arts community, your Jim Katas, your other white guy karate pictures, you know what I mean? And this isn't, this isn't white guy karate. Yeah, it's Brazilian guy karate. It's Brazilian guy karate. 100% no mustaches. I feel it's the, the distinction. There, there is one mustache and it's on a police officer where it belongs. <laughs> 
and I mean, you're right though. You won't run into the same crowd because it is Brazilian karate pornography. Because it's only you're not going to see like you know Jenna Jameson in a, in a legitimate film. You're like, oh, I'm only watching her in pornography films. <laughs> I, th- I thought she was going to be only in Brazilian guy karate movies for a second. <laughs> Jenna Jameson, Capoeira master. It's like it's like you got the porno going on. It's starting up. You got the music going. A guy comes in. Jenna Jenna Jameson's laying there, you know, and then he's just like. You want a Brazilian karate fight? <laughs> hey, hey, you want to put some clothes on Brazilian karate fight me real quick? So Brazilian karate fighting, capo, capoeira, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. To our Brazilian listeners is, it's kind of like a dance karate. It's it's really cool to watch. It's, it's amazing. It's it's outright amazing. I mean, yeah, it starts a lot with of flips like, and there, stuff. there's so many flips. I mean, like, you know, the, the dude explains like, listen, we put a song on, you kind of like get in your groove, you swing around a little mm-hmm. bit, and then you like get into it. And there's a lot of flips and cartwheels. It's, it's now, and you know, Brazilian audience, correct me if I'm wrong, but judging from this movie, and it's the only time i've ever experienced capoeira it's mainly kicking things yeah there's a lot of kicking going now do you think that uh blanca and street fighter did this before he was a monster (laughs) before he became a monster yes i I think he was a capoeira master and then a big thing of toxic waste fell on him and the dude who played toxic avenger one became toxy and the other one became blanca who would you rather be in that scenario, Blanca or Toxy? Blanca, yeah, yeah, Blanca, hands down, right? I mean, the Toxic Avenger is downright horrifically And, ugly. like, shit's falling off your face when you... Like, at least Blanca is just, like, he's he's mutated, he's grotesque. Yeah. But at least, like, he is what he is. He's got that beautiful full head of hair. He can electrocute people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. You know, speaking of the Toxic Avenger, I was tooling around on Netflix over our break. And, you know, because the work around the WHM crew never ends so there's always researching movies and i came across like a slew of those fucking toxic avenger movies and you know i i i hate trauma movies i can't watch them but i was like oh toxic avenger 4 or whatever let's see what this plot is and it's like Toxie's having a bad day because, and I was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) no i saw that and there was maybe something about an alternate dimension and i fucking clicked right off uh so there's a bad school this dude uh, Lewis Stevens is an ex-Green Beret. It's amazing because the movie starts and he's just like looking out at a pier in, we assume, Brazil. Yeah. He gets, there's a good like freestyle capoeira circle going on. Oh, they're just hanging around. They're all singing the song, mm-hmm. which you hear a million bajillion times in this movie. Let's just set the tone. Let's set the Jenga for this film. Yeah, here, here we go. Get ready to love that song because it's he, never leaving your soul fully. And he's like turning around, like over his shoulder a little bit, just looking at these guys grooving out to that song. And like, yeah, you know what? The world finally makes sense. <laughs> this guy, I mean, I think it's safe to say, like, this dude has truly found his calling. Like, we learned that he grew up in this, like, bad Miami neighborhood, and he was one of the lucky ones that got out and made something of himself. But you're right. Like, the first few minutes of this movie, before it says, like, hilarious like yellow block font only the strong underline like it's really bad credit sequence before that happens he's like this is where i belong like i love doing this i love being with these dudes totally great just grooving out to these tunes and then he fucking just sees the car come over the the ledge you know over the over the rim and he's like fuck like here's here's my superior to tell me something college he's got to graduate from college yeah exactly out of the real it doesn't make any sense like he's just like 
he might be dishonorably discharged from the army. Honor- we don't know the circumstances, A, what he's doing in Brazil, or B, like, why he's forcibly, like, he can't stay. Look, not- Green Beret, you have missed out on a whole lot of operations because you keep going back to these dance circles. <laughs> Smoking all sorts of grass or- and dancing with these fucking dudes. And maybe eventually after his discharge, they were just like, listen, you know, we, we taught you some. It's been fun. You can't come hanging out anymore. Like, <laughs> Oh, you think it was the Capoeira masters that were like, hey, hey, army, get this guy out of here. <laughs> we have our own life, you know? <laughs> hey, guys, we going to do some Capoeira today? <sighs> Sure, Lewis. Sure we are. Like we're trying to run drugs. This guy, this stuff shirt just keeps going up because he loves our music. Like, hey, that's a great tune. Like, get out of here, square. <laughs> You're totally queer in the deal here. So he goes back to his, his rough and tumble Miami neighborhood and... He meets up on his old teacher, Mr. Kerrigan, the guy who, you know, believed in him. He, he'd be like your uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in Dangerous Minds. You're He's, Mr. Holland before the Opus, yep. you know, all of this stuff. He's the guy that sees something in a bad kid and really brings it up. But he's quite apathetic these days. He has given the fuck up is what has happened. He's, he's given a tour of the school and the, the inner stairwell of the, of the entire hallway is... It's barred up like a prison, and he's like, yeah, I guess they were tired of scraping the kids off the floor after they jumped from being high on God knows what. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got so many great lines here. He's shown this student he hasn't seen in years, showing him around the school, and he's just like, I signed up to be a school teacher, not a zookeeper. Oh, yeah, of course you say And that. then he's like, what do you expect with these kids? 75% of them are packing weapons. 45% are high. <laughs> 81% are living in one-parent per- families. And it's just like, he can eyeball a room and be like, yeah, that's 45% high. Yeah, what what school is taking the statistics that this guy is reading? Also, coming from a one-parent home, Fuck you, dude. Like, f- you, Steve, no. This guy is right. You're a fucking monster. Yeah. You're a lost cause and you're a monster. And you're probably packing a weapon. And for all I know, you're high. You're high on. You're not just high. You're high on God knows what. Yeah. Also, you just look into a room. You can just tell that 90% of the kids there just don't have a dad at home. Like, just, just eyeballing that one, too. Dude, 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 man. Do you know where I can score some God only knows? <laughs> By the way, speaking of that, uh, Lewis goes to the school to meet that teacher, and he goes to the bathroom right before he meets him. Oh, God, that's great. And this kid, who ends up being one of his students in Capoeira, is trying to buy drugs off of him. He's just like, hey, man, you got any blow? Because I got a $20 bill. And he, like, unrolls his Coke bill, brushes the Coke up, like, licks the Coke, and, like, puts it on his forehead. Like, this is a really, like... You're not casually buying drugs here. Like, hey, man. Hey, man, you holding? You holding? Hey, you holding? Like, hey, man. You got any of that sweet shit on you? (laughs) He's like, what do I get for 20? I got 20. And then he's just like leaving because he's not a drug dealer. And then the kid's just like, what, you think you're the only pharmacy in town? It's like, why are you assuming that this dude, who's clearly older than you, by the way, is a fucking drug dealer? The one thing about Mark... 
because he walks into a high school as an, an adult <laughs> and is wandering around the bathrooms. Dude, this is you can't pre, do that anymore. It's pre nine eleven high schools. You could just do that back then. <laughs> just hang out in high school. Just waltz right in. Nobody. You're not signing anything. You're not showing any ID. Yeah, yeah I'm here to see Mr. Anderson. <laughs> oh, come right in. <laughs> yeah, and back then, if they asked him, like, "Hey, what what are you doing in this hallway?" He'd be like, "You know what? I, this is a public school." My tax money goes to pay for this, and I'm allowed in an inspection. And that might extend to the girls' locker room. But I'm allowed that as a taxpayer. It's it's my locker room. (laughs) I own this locker room, ladies. The the thing is, that's Mark DeCostos' thing, is it's not... And you'd think like he'd be like, hey, man, why are you trying to do drugs? You should do something better with your life. All his... Whole mission in this movie is to teach these kids Brazilian karate. That's yeah. it. Nothing. Nothing else. Doesn't matter. Like he's not. He's not going to their home, being like, "Hey, you should get a job." You know, oh, is your mom okay? Like, you know, like those kinds of scenes you'll see in a Dangerous Minds type movie. I'll say this: even Jim Belushi was making sure that dude was doing his homework and writing those shitty poems about being a fucking hawk and all that shit. Well, he taught that kid how to read. <laughs> Man, oh God, did Jim Belushi get more done as the principal than this dude did as Capoeira instructor? Absolutely. Absolutely, but in a way that it's like this movie knows what it is, and it's and it's like we're not wasting time on anything else. There is a scene where you see them like sitting outside at a picnic table, and like there's an open notebook, <laughs> an open textbook, and the dude is writing something, and it's after like they've they've taken to the lessons and everything. So I think you're supposed to glean like all right, they're learning capoeira and it's teaching them about like respect and responsibility and teamwork and all that other stuff. So it's like it's paying off, you know, in dividends or, like all throughout their life. It's like now that I've learned capoeira, better get this kill list figured out. <laughs> Let me write that. Now that my my legs are lethal weapons. <laughs> Man, that is Something that these dangerous minds type movies never do. And I would love it, especially in the case of this, where he's like, I'm going to teach you a fighting style. Like, you teach a bunch of these, like, gang kids, like, how to fight someone with, like, you know, sick fighting skills. And then one of them just branches off and he's like a splinter cell kind of guy. And he's, like, using what you taught him for evil. That would be great. And then, like, the teacher's the only one that can stop him. If there was ever an Only the Strong 2, which there never was and never will be, that's, that's what the plot would be. That's like the uh, CIA training the Mujahideen. <laughs> exactly that's the, the news and I am out of here. <laughs> so he, you know, this Kerrigan's, like, doing all sorts of backhanded racial slurs about how this place is a zoo, quote unquote. Uh-huh, sure is. And then all of a sudden the fight breaks out between... This Jamaican guy who's about 48 years old and the 16-year-old... 48 <laughs> is being generous. <laughs> I actually wrote 60-year-old Jamaican <laughs> in my notes. And it's like he's beating up his little brother, in quotation marks, for not selling drugs. Might as well be his fucking grandson. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it, it turns into... A, a, weirdly enough, these guys also know Brazilian karate. It's, it's that, hey, you want to do Brazilian karate with me? Yeah. Well, sure. I thought I was the only one around here that knew it. Everyone caught the bug back then. <laughs> there was that period of time, I feel like, at least like when we were growing up, where like everybody was taking karate lessons yeah. and shit. Like, I never did, but you had at least, I don't know, 
one out of every five kids in my like grade school classes were just taking karate lessons. It was just sweeping the nation. This is like you know the late sweeping 80s. the leg of the nation. <laughs> it's the early yeah, late eighties, early nineties. Like it oh, was yeah. just a craze. I mean, that's yeah. why this movie exists. First of all, yeah. Well, it's all like Karate Kid happened, and the world like got you know fucking hit up in the head, and was like, oh my god. <laughs> now we have to do. We have to you know make right. these other movies. Yeah, it's like, what other fighting styles can we turn into a major motion picture? Uh, I don't know. Kappa, what's it? <laughs> Greenlit, go. <laughs> so he beats the ever-loving shit out of these drug dealers, like, really efficiently and awesomely. It's so awesome. The fighting in this movie is really cool. Like, the fight, yeah. it's really good, strong fighting scenes. And Kerrigan's looking around like, say, wait a minute. And he grabs him, he's like... You did something no one else could do in this school. You got their attention. It's amazing. Like, the whole school is like, hey, there's a fight. Which, like, they probably see 12 times a day. Yeah. It's like, hey, this dude's beating up three guys at once. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God, look. Whoa, it's a fight. And they know how to fight. <laughs> you know, because I'm sure usually it's just, like, a couple of dumb kids smacking each other. Yeah, pushing and pulling T-shirts and shit. Oh, yeah. The big hey, Tommy, Jimmy, it's a well-choreographed fight. Come on. <laughs> I mean, at the, by the time this fight is over with and Kerrigan is just like, see what you've done. And like, there's this shot and it like goes around and you see all the people staring down. It's like the fucking prison in Dark Knight Rises. Inch, <laughs> <laughs> inch, awesome, awesome. <laughs> so the next scene is we're in the, we're in the uh, teacher's lounge and, you know, Kerrigan's giving this impassioned speech about how teaching these kids Brazilian karate will really enrich their lives. And everyone's kind of looking at this guy like, you're kind of full of shit, huh? Like, wh what? I don't even understand the word you're saying. Are you high on God knows what? <laughs> <laughs> why, why don't we just get better books or like, you know, you know, maybe like some TVs or computers, something cool? But I guess, you know, it's the whole like, oh, you know, like if you learn karate or some variation of it you will learn like respect and things like that discipline so they're like all right you know we'll split the difference we'll give you the 12 worst pieces of shit in this school <laughs> and you can just take them off campus to you know some dirty derelict firehouse and then you'll use as a dojo <laughs> and then you'll practice your brazilian karate and we'll check in later on we'll see what's up what I love is, you know, he's explaining how this could work, and it's this, like, pilot program or whatever. And there's this one teacher who is against it from Jump Street till the fucking end credits of this movie. And he just stands up like, this is a bunch of bullshit. You want to do what? And he's, like, talking all this shit. And he's calling this dude crazy and whatnot. And what's amazing is if they sell the... You know, not the student body, but like the faculty on this idea by the thing that every school totally loves, which is like, hey, this guy graduated from here and he wants to come back and work for us. Like they love the graduates coming back to help out. And this is an interesting thing you won't see happen in America much anymore. But um, Lewis there, the instructor, is a, a veteran, you know, like he was in the military and this teacher Hates that fact. He doesn't think we should be looking up to those people. Oh, that's right. And he says, and and he was he was a Green Beret down in 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 Latin America. 
doing what? Training death squads? <laughs> Man, that is a harsh accusation to make to a fucking veteran, dude. No and way. Do, and the other, the principal does it later, too. He's like, ah, oh, this guy's probably training death squads. It's just like, that's an established fact for it's some like, reason. These were the same dudes that were, like, spitting on veterans when <laughs> Nam was coming to an end. You know what I mean? Well, Real fucking scumbags. Well, it's back with the military just didn't have a whole lot to do. We didn't have, like, six, six to eight wars going on at once so <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't right. have as much uh respect and honor for the for those gentlemen and ladies it would have been great revelation that it, it would have been a great revelation if um lewis turned out to have been actually a death squad trainer <laughs> sweet twist ending and then he like infiltrates america <laughs> and he's teaching these kids he's not even teaching them capoeira he's teaching them like all sorts of crazy kill <laughs> methods and stuff <laughs> this is how you use fucking sarin gas and a flamethrower and before you know it there's capoeira flags on the white house like like cobras <laughs> taking over man that is a silly plot in that movie gi <laughs> joe rise of the cobra so he gets he gets you know long story short that of course it's a movie so he gets his money it's greenlit and, yeah and like eric said they go to this derelict firehouse like the, the ghostbusters <laughs> but unlike the ghostbusters who just show up like this place is gross and the next scene it's fantastic <laughs> We have to do the montage of let's clean up this thing. They, they're like getting the hobos out of there. <laughs> they kick out hobos. They at one point say like someone's been using the floor as a restroom. <laughs> Cut to the dude totally launches this fire hose at the floor and you're like yeah you're spending your afternoon washing shit off of a floor i have to watch this in this movie the great part about this firehouse is it came with all the firehouse stuff unlike the ghostbusters the ghostbusters didn't drive around in a fire truck they 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 inherit a fire truck it was like it's like an antique fire truck it's like yeah leave it here whatever old abandoned firehouse man i was so pissed because like either cleaning and everything up and it's like cleaning montage music and he's polishing up this old timey fire truck and I was like perfect somehow this fire truck is going to come into play at the end of the movie nope did not happen it's just a set piece that he jumps off of a couple of times <laughs> it's production value it sucks though like run over the bad guy with that old fire truck one thing he does with this training montage or this cleaning montage is like all the windows are boarded up and like Kerrigan's using like a crowbar to get him out and he's like oh, I know how to do this with Capoeira and he like Capoeira kicks it that's a really reckless use of your capoeira, man. You could break your goddamn leg. Well, it's like in uh, in Batman Forever when Robin's using karate to fucking dry his laundry. Yeah, he's it's just, the same thing. You're totally misappropriating this like ancient art you've learned to do your fucking chores around the house. It'd be great if he did break his leg. The rest of the movie, he was just hobbled. Like, yeah, I kind of <laughs> I had all these great lesson plans. We could watch his capoeira film. <laughs> It'd be great if he was just crying on the floor telling Kerrigan he can't teach the classes anymore. <laughs> His career was over before it got started. I'd love it. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now, Mr. Rocket just handed me this. 
Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks, but if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25, and for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. Uh, so, you know, then introduce your typical ragtag group of dangerous losers, you know. Mm-hmm. But what's amazing is that there's like four of them that had like memberships to the actors guild <laughs> and everyone else is just extras that are some way like familiar with capoeira cuz i mean they're all clearly more or less like martial artists yeah you know moonlighting as actors kind of a thing mm. cuz all of these kids like at different points you know like they go to a beach at one point you know in the training sessions and everything they all more or less take their shirts off at one point, and they're all just, like, chiseled dudes. And mm. you're like, all right, this is obviously, like, a 25-year-old Capoeira master or something. Except for my favorite, who's the open-mouth fat guy. He's just got an open mouth the entire movie. Oh, man, one of those gaping mouths is like, ugh. Like, <laughs> well, that's the like only really, way he can breathe. It really shows the stupidity, right? 
<laughs> he this might kid be needs help. He doesn't do anything in the movie except kick a, the bad guy in the in the stomach at the end. He, he really needs help, but unfortunately, the only special class they have in this entire school <laughs> is Capoeira. Hey, yeah, uh, Capoeira. That's like uh, special ed, right? <laughs> sure, come on board. <laughs> I mean, this guy—it's so funny because he's just like I think they were the dude. They were like, "All right, Daryl, listen." Your character is the one that really adds the spice to the group. You make it believable that it's a bunch of students and not just a bunch of Capoeira masters. Why is that? Well, because you're the fat guy who clearly does not know Capoeira. <laughs> well, do I get to train in the movie? No, no, no. We'll let you kick somebody in the stomach at the end. That's as far as it goes. To show you there's even hope for someone like you. <laughs> well, because this class, there's supposed to be 12 kids in this class, and there is a revolving door of yep. of these cast members because this fat guy vanishes from the movie. They're training and getting better, and the fat guy is just gone. Erased from existence. <laughs> well, because there's four actors and eight featured extras, and no right. one else can talk <laughs> except for these four guys who are... The kid who plays music is clearly gay. Uh, there's the the kid from, from the beginning who wants coke. Uh, this Brazilian kid, surprise, surprise, uh, named Orlando, and then the, and and then uh, uh, the black guy who's like the the, the earnest kid who who's got beat the, up by right the son of the Jamaican drug lord, not the son, the brother, or possibly who, the yeah. grandson. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's got, great that, descendant. We're that still guy is really really old. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the first day, of course, is unsuccessful, you know, because he starts off with, like, hey, you got to, like, do this dance groove to get into it. And they're like, fuck you. Yep. I'm out of here. Yeah, they, he puts on the music that he recorded in Brazil of the, the, the Capoeira theme. Yeah. And oh, my buddy said, oh, man, you, you got to love this. You got to listen to this song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey, man, turn that voodoo shit off. <laughs> Ooh, um, hey, man, turn that voodoo fudge off. Sorry, I just want to make clear I'm going to make an effort to not cuss as much. I see. You're really concerned about that lady's angry review, aren't you? You know, we take all um, constructive criticism very seriously. Oh, absolutely. You're the absolutely WHO right. offices. It's true. We and, do listen to everyone's uh, opinion. And Orlando is like, you know, <laughs> this is bullshit. Moron. It's weird because he doesn't let on that he knows what Capoeira is. He's like, this is bullshit, man. This is like, you know, this is fairy dust stuff, you know, all sorts of <laughs> stuff. And he's like, you know, I'll fucking cut you. He takes out the world's biggest knife. It's huge. You could fucking gut a shark with it. And he goes after the teacher with it. First of all, you're arrested. Second of all, you're expelled. From here on out, like no matter what else happens in this encounter, you're gone. Yeah, but this is one of those schools where that shit happens so much that it's just like, well, that's Tuesday for you. You know what I mean? Like, th- that guy's not getting in trouble for pulling a knife. You know why? Because last week he pulled a gun, probably. And they're like, <laughs> well, thank Orlando, now you left your gun at home, just like we asked you to. Very good, son. Just like a Brazilian, bring a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> really but you're right. Like, he goes after this Capoeira teacher. And the kid knows Capoeira, like, as we learn later. Yeah. His cousin is the bad guy in the movie who is a fucking Capoeira master named Silverio or some shit. Like, yeah. he comes from a long line of Capoeira masters and doesn't say shit to this guy. This city loves up. Capoeira. Let's not yeah. fucking bullshit around. It yeah. does. And Sil- <laughs> Silverio there, he comes from the, the mean streets of Rio de Janeiro. And I know the real Capoeira. And you, you, I don't know, Santo. You're not good enough for my primo. 
You <laughs> have seen this movie a lot. Yeah. It's a classic. So, but, but <laughs> Dacascos disarms him really quick, and he's like, hey, man, don't play with knives. And he's like, hey, Was Keanu Reeves? Kind of. He's a little Keanu Reeves-ish. <laughs> and he's like, hey, Orlando. And he throws it to him, and he catches it. And he's like, you get to keep your knife. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, because... You listen, stood up to me. That was the whole thing. Hey, go kill somebody with this. I mean, let me tell you. That guy doesn't need a knife, though. He's not threatened by Orlando. That's what he's saying to him is like, listen, kid, take your little sticky blade. I don't care. Yeah, but he can kill somebody. Look, you you, you t- disarm a kid with a weapon. You should keep that weapon. Listen, Steve, let me ask you something. Uh-huh. Is it Lewis's job to uh, police these children 24-7 or... Is it Lewis's job to teach them the ancient art of capoeira? Also, keep in mind, he might go back. That, that is very true. But he, keep in mind, Orlando might go back to that school where another kid would pull a knife and potentially yeah. do something. And obviously, the way to stop a man with a knife is a man with a knife. Yeah. And you know what? A bigger goddamn knife. It would, you know what? It wouldn't hurt. So Orlando needs that knife. <laughs> hey, Orlando. Here's a silenced pistol. You earned it. Thanks for standing up to me and disrupting my class. Hey, Orlando. Here's a pound of ancient orange. <laughs> Do with it what you will, bro. <laughs> ancient orange is not good enough for my primo. You have to give him enriched uranium just like we used to have at the streets of Rio de Janeiro. So this guy, let's just get into Silverio for a second. Oh, God skip, bless him, sure. Skip around. He's eight feet tall. <laughs> this guy is a Frankenstein monster. <laughs> I was a- assembled in Rio de Janeiro <laughs> by a mad scientist. <laughs> I have the brain of a serial killer. <laughs> I'm like if you gave all of the worst parts of City of God a voice. That would be me, Silverio. I am nine feet tall. <laughs> He's like Shao Khan meets Goro. Oh my god! <laughs> and he's got this—he's got a great flowy uh, purple blouse on, and he's got a ponytail. Man, this is one of the best ponytails in cinema history, because like, I appreciate a dude who's like, you know what? I'm gonna have a ponytail, and you're gonna one put up with it. <laughs> And two, see how much I take this ponytail seriously. This is a kept ponytail. This ponytail would kick your teeth in. <laughs> if you fucking turn your back on this ponytail. You the ponytail know what, has a deeper voice than he does. <laughs> you know what, though? This ponytail does not have it. It totally needed. Remember that dude in uh, Best of the Best 2 that's got like his ponytail as a weapon? Yeah, yeah. yeah he puts uh, that rock in his ponytail. That's what Silverio needed was yeah. a rock at the end of that ponytail. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a flawless ponytail. He would have won the last fight. Oh, I'm sorry. I spoiled it. He doesn't win the last fight. Just, oh, <laughs> sorry. And Silverio kind of becomes the movie. It's weird because the first act of the movie is Dangerous Minds, right? It's like, yes, fuck you, Teach. We're not going to listen to you. And oh, my God, wait, maybe Teach has something to say. And then out of nowhere, it just right turns into an action movie. Which, you know, thankfully it does. Good on this movie because unlike you two, I had not seen this movie growing up. Which I feel happens a lot with some of these <laughs> yeah. movies. Well, I, specifically this one. Well, I mean, you know, wait till we do the episode on Weekend at Bernie's 2. I got you all beat ten <laughs> times over. But I hadn't seen this movie, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, man, there's kind of just nothing going on. Mm-hmm. It's silly, you know, but it's just dangerous minds. And there's the scene at the basketball court where, like, Lewis goes and tracks down Orlando, and he's like, 
hey, man, why are you being a dick? You got to come back to class, blah, blah, blah. And he's playing basketball with a bunch of his buddies, and they attack him, and beat the sh- he beats the shit out of all of them. Like he does everybody right. in this movie. And Orlando's like, my God, that's pretty cool. Oh, you know what's cooler? My cousin Silverio. And then, like, this fucking Mercedes pulls up, and Andre the Giant's taller cousin gets out. <laughs> taller, leaner, badder cousin. And, man, these slacks... <laughs> Like black slacks, this purple blouse. Like this, this guy means business. Yeah, he beats the shit out of all of Silverio's underlings. He's like, you know who's better? My cousin. And then lightning strikes a statue, and the statue stands up. <laughs> and at the, yeah, at this point, the statue Silverio ends up offering Lewis a job training his henchmen for the drug cartel or whatever. That's what I love. He's like, listen, man, like, cause this could just easily be like, you get out of this town. Yep. I never want to see your face in my neighborhood again. But he's like, no, 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 no. You're really good at what you do. Train my henchmen, which is fantastic. The hero of the movie is offered a job by the bad guy. It's great because he goes, he's like, you know what, Santo? And he stops and looks at his his uh, henchmen, who all pres- presumably speak, por- speak Portuguese. He goes, that means saint. He like literally says, Santo. Saint. You know what, Santo? I'm going to call you Santo from now on because you think you're so great, but you can teach my men. Like, why don't you teach your men? I don't know. You, you do better capoeira than this guy. Yeah, he is better than Lewis at capoeira. Yeah. I think it's only, though, because he's bigger and stronger. I think it's like, I think there's like some line in there about it. He's like, hey, Santo, you teach them the basics. Yeah. The, 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 then I will teach them the real street fighting of Rio de Janeiro. And you're not good enough for my primo. You can be like the level one instructor and just get all the nitty gritty out of the way i figured it out actually this guy's actually blanca with like joker peach makeup on like you know what i mean like if silverio got caught in a rainstorm you'd see his neon green skin (laughs) that that ponytail goes orange (laughs) it's happening crusty the clown swimming (laughs) so he beats the shit out of mark the cosco's like Maybe you aren't good enough to t- train my men, Santo. And he goes, and his card goes away. And then the movie kind of goes on. There's like two movies going on. One is the ragtag group of nothings. Three of them are allowed to talk, you know. <laughs> and the other one is this like drug gang, like getting pissed off. But they only like every once in a while intersect. Like there's no, like, you know, let's be clear. Silverio has no grand scheme. Nope. There's not any like, you know, tonight at midnight when the boat comes into the dock, nope. the vague drug trade is underway. <laughs> like there's nothing like that. Silverio <laughs> hates school. He like literally kind of hates yes. do-gooders and people who go to school. Like he's just like that asshole in class. It's just uh, just the the typical villain like I will poison the school like yeah. Must destroy society. Well, it's weird because he, like the Brazilians are friends with the Jamaicans. Like the Jamaican gang and the Brazilian gang are buddies. They're both like, you know, working together. But it's only you see like the Jamaicans are the ones that are dealing all the drugs. And I think in this case, by the way, it's specifically cocaine. It's 1993. We're yeah. in Miami. Yeah. It's cocaine. Yeah, I mean these Jamaicans aren't dealing weed. Like it's just they're yeah. they're 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 dabbling strictly in cocaine here is what they're getting out in the student body. But yeah, it's just this whole like I'm gonna poison the school. Problem with that is school's totally poisoned. You won, Silverio. <laughs> yep. That place is a fucking shithole. Like 
why don't you see scenes of Silverio going to like a nice like all girls Catholic school <laughs> and just he gets like one like you know chick on the inside you know what I mean I like, will turn you out to a drug dealer <laughs> it's like he's so into just being a drug dealer he's not even trying to have an army of prostitutes he's like no 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 he's gonna turn this whole all girls school into a bunch of fucking addled cokeheads and then <laughs> loves what he does you know and then the girls lacrosse teacher like gets a, gets in his face. <laughs> He's like, what's the matter, you a santo? He's like, look at the santo lacrosse teacher. <laughs> and then he beats her to death. <laughs> Here's one thing that I was getting frustrated with in this movie, and I guess that's because, like, the kids aren't supposed to be taking it seriously, like the Capoeira training or whatever. But you have to go to this every day. It's what they use in place of their gym class, right? Like, mm-hmm. they don't have PE. They go... To the old firehouse and do Capoeira. All of these kids are trying to like flip around and kick and shit, wearing like steel toed fucking boots yep. and tight ass jeans. Like somebody put a pair of shorts on for this. Well, it's weird because on the first day, he's like, all right, everybody, everybody leave, come back with baggy clothes and no shoes. And no one ever listens to him. <laughs> no one listens to a goddamn word he says. It's they just fucking Doc Martens everywhere. They can't afford baggy clothes <laughs> and no shoes. We got to wear shit that's two sizes too small. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're on hard times. They haven't bought new clothes in like years. Look, I can't afford to walk around barefoot, okay? <laughs> well, that's kind of the best part is like Orlando challenges him. He's like, Orlando, you've got a lot of good. You've got like you real to potential to be great at Capoeira. And he's like, how are you going to pay my, are you going to pay my bills? My mom doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like I sell drugs. My family eats. He's like. Capoeira. <laughs> like, he's got <laughs> no answer to that societal problem. That's true. It's just like, you, you hit the Capoeira, you hit the books, and hey, you never know. But you're, <laughs> you're right, though. There really isn't an end game here. Nope. It's just like, listen, your teacher wants you to stop being an asshole. Mm-hmm. I don't care about whatever else you have. And again, ah, god damn it. Jim Belushi's visiting kids at their homes yep, and the principal. He's rolling his sleeves up and doing shit. Oh, yeah. I would really like this guy to pull up to, to, to Orlando's house while Silverio's over for a nice dinner and telling him to do his homework. Guess what, man? <laughs> hey, Silverio, you ever think about playing for the Bulls or what? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I'll get a job pushing up daisies. <laughs> That's my new line of work. Hey, Silverio, you got a pretty good spin kick there. Maybe, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was real good, Silveria. Oh, wait, I'm a ghost now? <laughs> All right. <laughs> now it's a haunted high. <laughs> Jim Belushi's haunted high. God damn, that's great. I would I would love if that uh, you could replace Rick Moranis in Gravedale High with Jim Belushi in Ghost High or something. Haunted High. Well, you know what? Yeah, do that and make that Ghostbusters 3. They got to go. Get Belushi. Oh, God, that's Hey, Silverio, who's that dead white guy? That's me! I'm a g-g-g-g-g-ghost! <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Silverio. I had season tickets to the Bears this season. I can still kick you here, ghost. I'll <laughs> kick you in any realm you exist. I am Silverio. But in the real streets of Rio de Janeiro, I can kick through dimensions. <laughs> Oh my god, Silverio, interdimensional ass kicker. <laughs> so the program's going really well. It's the, going fantastic. The snooty principal shows up, but he's 
he watches a demonstration of great like capoeira-ing, and he's like, "Oh my god, this is this is incredible!" He's like, like oh, "Oh Jesus, this needs to be in every school everywhere. This is this just turn these kids around." This piece of shit sees dollar signs mm-hmm. with this. He's like, "Well, you you took the zoo and you just turned it into a capoeira studio," and you're like, "Uh huh." And he's like, "Listen, we got to franchise this program." He's like, "Hey, Lewis, you know what your big problem is?" You gotta figure out how to turn this from twelve kids to twelve thousand kids, and he's just like, "Wait, what? <laughs> I'm but one man. I, I, I don't think this firehouse could hold more than eighteen kids. We're gonna have to definitely wheel this fire truck out of the firehouse. <laughs> I mean, that's for sure, man. Santo, you need to train the twelve thousand men. How else are we going to take the White House? <laughs> the rise of the Cobra. The rise of the Silvio." <laughs> And I mean, you know, everyone's super thrilled about this. That he, he, they get to go on a field trip. This field trip is fantastic. It's the most useless like plot diversion I've ever seen in a film. Like the movie stops for twenty minutes. Yeah, but it also serves as like the catalyst for like shit starts getting real yeah. after they get back. So he's like, all right. The, the the principal says, like, you know, well, whatever you need, whatever you need, Lewis. I mean, this is just fucking fantastic. I can close this petting zoo once and for all. This is, oh, my God. I, can, can, can they all get baggy pants? Can I learn cap, cap, cap away to two? <laughs> so he's like, anything you need. And he's like, well, now that you've been mentioning it, man. Cut to they're on a graffitoed bus going on a field trip. And, and it starts to get a little dark, and this is where we go, oh, no, kids <laughs> from the city out in, in the wilderness. I thought I was going to watch Jeepers Creepers 2. I was like, Wait, when did that <laughs> reel start? No, the difference is this movie is not directed by a convicted pedophile. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> Unconvicted pedophile. <laughs> anyway, so they, they go out to this, you know, they're going to like a beach and it gets dark, and all the kids are like, oh, my God, I don't know what's out there. Like, there's monsters outside of Miami, and they're too afraid to get off the bus. So these kids sleep on the bus. They all sleep on the bus, and then, like, the teacher, and I believe the lady teacher, who's also his high school girlfriend, she works at the school, too. They sort of rekindle their romance uh, during a rainstorm in the firehouse very briefly. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's, it's the lost thread of this movie. Hubba, but- hubba. She she is dating the uptight teacher who's against Capoeira lessons from the start. Yeah, the guy true. that accuses him of training death squads. Yes, exactly. The best side note on that about th- this is not a secret relationship between two teachers. Like he he confronts her in the in the schoolyard. He's like, "Hey, my students are saying you're making eyes at that other guy. They're, you're making me the laughing stock of this school." Like. Are you kidding me? I'm getting picked on by these kids. (laughs) Getting bullied by these goddamn Capoeira zookeepers. I don't want to see this movie talks like this. For no reason. They're all uptight. Yeah, that's how uptight people sound in this universe. (laughs) Well, yeah, in this universe, I like to call Earth. Hey, Santos, you need to relax and lower your voices. (laughs) Oh, talk however I want to talk, goddammit. I hate Capoeira. (laughs) Don't you want to learn how we talk on the real streets of Rio de Janeiro? I hate Bill Clinton's America. Goddamn death squads all over the goddamn place. Fucking economic surplus, my ass. <laughs> Fair enough, Santo. <laughs> so they're on this field trip. He possibly fucks this woman on the beach, and it's really nice, but you don't get any of that. You just wake up to all these sweaty teenage boys baking in a school bus. Yeah, because they also have to close all the windows because you never know what's going to get in there. 
Monsters or bugs. Either or. <laughs> and now we're just doing Capoeira on the Beach. Capoeira on the Beach. Uh, and the soundtrack decides to kick in a little bit. And then this song is unearthed. <laughs> I did not see this. Co- I mean, you could have put a gun to my head and been like, you got to guess what song's on next. And, you know, a lot of people say, like, well, anything's possible. It's impossible that I would have guessed that song. Like, oh, uh, I don't know, the Zoom, Zoom, Zoom song? How did he know? Hey, Santo, this song would be great for a car company. <laughs> <laughs> Now that they made all my money from the drug trade, I'm branching out into buying the car companies. <laughs> I would have loved it if, like, they're because they're like you know hopping around on the beach and like practicing in the sand, and he's teaching them how to flip and everything. And they're like playing in the ocean. Zoom, zoom, zooms happening. And they're taking pictures, probably for the fucking press packet for this money hungry son of a bitch that wants to franchise his capoeira mm-hmm. lessons. And uh, I'm just waiting for like that little kid that looks like. Uh, <laughs> Arthur E. Newman to like stick his head out of a bush and be like, so so. <laughs> and then go back into the bush quietly. I've, I've Speaking even... of old television. <laughs> I know. It's been years since I've seen those commercials and thus heard that song. It was just really out of nowhere. It was fucking great. Turn back to the old the old days. And apparently, like, he goes up to Orlando and he's like, Hey Orlando, why aren't you having such a great time on the beach? And he's like, Oh, I've got to do something for my cousin. I'm torn between these two worlds. You know, I do capoeira two hours a day and live in a slum the rest of my day and have to eat somehow. And I don't know how to rectify these reconcile these two these two halves of myself. Hey, uh Maestro Stevens, uh is it possible that when I become a capoeira master, I can, like, kick trees and money falls out of them? <laughs> oh, no? Then I'm probably going to have to remain a drug dealer. <laughs> well, you never know. If you work hard enough at capoeira, you could maybe end up training some death squads. <laughs> and, and that you- pays good. <laughs> that pays real good. And guess what? Fully government sanctioned. <laughs> so we go back to school, and, like, Silverio... Silverio's kind of a loser. I'm sorry. Like, he's just hanging around this. He's got he's nothing like a, else to do. He's like a Miami townie. He, he is. You know what he is? He is an, he's a cap away to master, tough guy, drug lord, Wooderson from Dazed and Confused. <laughs> These chicks stay the same age. All right, all right, all right. Party at the Moon Tower. I can see it from here. <laughs> I am enormous. (laughs) Hey, man, are you smoking a joint? It would be real cool if you did. Santo. I mean, yeah, he's just a big loser. (laughs) He is. He's like, where's everyone been? Everyone went on a field trip without me. (laughs) He's like, you were supposed to do a drug deal last night, cousin. And he's like pushing him a little bit. And he's like, hey, man, back off. He's like, I will kill you, Santo. (laughs) Okay, I started the drug deal. It's just so people would hang out with me. (laughs) I've got no friends. Oh, 
man, I would love it if he just broke down as a big blubbering, friendless baby. But so they get into it a little bit, and they're, like, getting ready to square off. And then somehow the police show up. It's the one and only time before the end, end of the movie that, like, the police department gets involved, And the best is the cop shows up, and he's like, Ah, Silverio, I think you've got a 100-yard restraining order against all schools. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, wait a second. How... Yeah, how do you get that, right? What, where did that come from? He is I Wooderson. swear to God she said she was 19. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, got, I have to have sex with people of age. I guess that would make me a santo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, street, the real streets to Rio de Janeiro, it doesn't matter the age. <laughs> I don't even know what accent I'm doing. <laughs> Kind of sounds like the Count from Sesame Street. <laughs> it's all a bunch of garbage this episode. Don't worry, guys. None of this makes a whole lot of sense. So, <laughs> there's castles in Brazil, right? <laughs> at, least sure. the, at least the Nazis built some. Yeah, they had to have. They couldn't live in anything but. So He's the- a Frankenstein. It's see, it's all making sense. He's a Frank. There's Romanian parts. In addition, yeah. just, how else do you make them that big, right? <laughs> So the police are like, you better get out get out of here, Silverio, before we call the sex police on you. <laughs> and the guy has had enough, and he calls all of his Brazilian gang members and all of his Jamaican gang buddies, and they lay waste to this high school. And For what? Because this is where his, his cousin would rather be. This is where he'd yeah. rather spend his time. Oh, going to school. <laughs> and it's, it's also, I think, something where it's like, Silverio's like, wait, wait, a place that won't have me? Well, then that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, <laughs> hey, Silverio, I got all this uh, prime product. They're also uh, like doing something with hot cars, like a chop shop's going. I was like, hey, I got like, you know, six uh, Mercedes. You want, you want to chop those up? No, no time. I have to lay waste to this public education system. And these dudes just go in here and they are breaking tables, throwing garbage all over the place. And most importantly, Silverio lights a classroom on fire. And it's the classroom of like the main dude. What's his name? Carrigan. Carrigan. Hey, see? <laughs> hey, get out of this school, Silverio. What are you doing here, see? <laughs> And so, yeah, they beat the... What's great, actually, is Kerrigan gets a punch-off to one of these thugs yeah. and knocks this dude out, and it's awesome. And then Silverio's like, that was cool, <laughs> and then just, like, pounces on him. There's, like, they pile up all the, like, wooden desks and just... Here's the thing. This is where Silverio slips up. You're going to throw a bunch of gasoline around this room and light the desks on fire and whatnot... You got to throw a little of that gas Kerrigan's way. Yeah, yeah, man. You know what I mean? Or offer to have him train your henchmen. <laughs> hey, Santo, that was a good punch. Can you teach my men to punch like well, you? clearly Kerrigan is not a capoeira master. He's an old white bald man. But it doesn't matter. Anyone that defeats one of Silverio's <laughs> yeah. is offered a position. Nice punch. That's a good resume in my opinion. <laughs> So one of his henchmen dies of cancer. Oh, very good cancer. <laughs> Would you perhaps be interested in the position? Silverio has got it covered. So Kerrigan's cooking up, right? The whole cooking classroom. Up, cooking up like a goose. <laughs> Just the whole classroom's going up. And uh, the, the other two kids who aren't Orlando and are allowed to speak of this movie are like, oh, no, it's Kerrigan's class. So they run up, upstairs 
And there's one kid, Donovan, who's like, he's the music kid. He remixes the beat to make it really cool. And yeah. everyone can like, he's like, he really, he gets on uh, with uh, the, the maestro's plan real quick. You well, know what I mean? Well, because when they're first introduced, he's got that boombox. And then um, Lewis is like, as an instructor, you're thinking he's going to be like, you shut that goddamn thing up. He says, turn that music up. Yeah, totally I, blown in the mind. Man. Flip yeah. the switch, man. I never thought a teacher would tell me to turn my <laughs> tunes up. So Donovan and this other kid go and save Kerrigan really quick. And then Donovan's like, oh, no, the maestro's, like, pace stick. Oh, it's, yeah, it's like, like it's, it's a music stick thing. It's like a... I don't know, like a uh, weird like sitar a, almost. Yeah. No, it's not a it's it's, it's not like a sitar, a, a, but it's not a bandolio. I don't think, but it's it's basically like a stick, and there's like one string on it, and if you hit it at different points, like the Makes, tone sounds differently. Yeah, it's a Brazilian banjo, <laughs> and I mean, it's what like the or, dude right. uses to like get the beats going. Kind and of it, it's, it's sentimental because his friend from uh, the beginning gave it to him. And you think like, the oh, dude's just like God? If I just give him this fucking stick, you think he'll just get out of here already? Already? And then Lewis is like, wow, what a gift. Yeah, it's a gift. Just take it and get out of here. I've got ten more. Yeah, it's a, he sells them at the beach all day. <laughs> so he got a fresh stock hey, at a gift shop. Hey, here's this beer bottle full of colored sand. You want to get out of here? <laughs> so he goes in there. Like, for no like honestly, the maestro would not approve Donovan. There's no reason to go in there for no, that stick, no. putting your life in danger. No. And he goes in. And he goes sure in, enough. and it's kind of hilarious too, because like the kid standing on the other side is the Jamaican kid, and he's like, "Donovan, come on!" And you can clearly see this kid's like struggling with smoke <laughs> inhalation, and he's like, "Donovan, really, man, come on!" And the kid's like, <gasps> and he's like, "Donovan, come on, Donovan!" And the kid's just like dead, and he's like. Donovan? <laughs> yeah, because the, the Jamaican kid's not going in after Donovan. No, you told him once not to go in. Donovan yep. only gets one warning. And that's it. That's that's it for Donovan. That's, that's it a wrap on Donovan, everybody. <laughs> I mean, it's fantastic <laughs> because then, like, Lewis runs in, and the Jamaican kid's just like, yeah, <laughs> he, get, he went back in there to get this for you. And the guy's just like, how oh, Donovan? What's fantastic? This is one of my favorite moments of bad acting in the movie is the fire department drags this kid out of the burning classroom and they have him laid out in the hallway. And when Lewis, like, runs up, the firefighter has, like, just set him down. This firefighter takes, like, one sort of, like, half second to feel for a pulse and he just, like, waves his hand away like, eh, he's dead. <laughs> Don't bother. Just walks away. I'm like, just hey, waves the paramedics away from the scene. Where is, where is the CPR? Yep. Where is the oxygen mask? Nope. nope nothing you know what forget it the whole building's on fire well tony eyeballed it so that's it i guess that kid's dead <laughs> and then they don't even have a fucking funeral for this kid it's kind of just the last it's really even talked about it, well it, it is but lewis gets pulled into the principal well i thought you were great but now you're a piece of garbage get the fuck out of my school god damn it oh, oh, i told you he drank death squads <laughs> That one, this whole school's a dead squad. There's a dead kid in the class. It really makes no sense that they like. The freak leap of out logic doesn't make any sense. Like, they, obviously, it's the Silverio character. No, no, <laughs> no, nope, death that, squad. That fire was was good. And then all of a sudden, this like mustachioed school cop shows up, who's a character. He's like, 
I always knew you'd fuck up. Like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Whatever you say, Ralph. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know he's your just, name. He's just a security guard. He's seen at the very beginning of the movie. I recognize him because you do not miss a mustache like that. Nope. So this dude comes in, push broom it all, and he's like, I'm going to take you off the property, war criminal. Well, he's got that. He's got some sweet-ass volleyball sunglasses. Yeah, this guy is like Burt Mackland, FBI. Like, really shitty-looking cop. I would love to see this movie from his point of view. And it's just like, thinks he's so good with that capoeira. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you now, Mavis. He's going to botch it. And when he does, oh, believe you me, I'll be there. I will be escorting him right off this campus. Because that's what I do best, Mavis. I escort people off property. Also known as taking out the trash. (laughs) Oh, Ralph. (laughs) Now kiss me. So, yeah. Then he eats a bucket of chicken wings. (laughs) He's escorting him off the thing, and the gym teacher, by the way, the fat gym teacher oh, comes up great. and like, oh, look who it is, Mr. Pretty Boy. Mr. Kicky Feet, way to go. <laughs> yeah, oh, you burned that kid real good, pretty boy. And it's like, not really. Actually, all I did was teach some kids some Brazilian martial arts, and it just spiraled out of control with this horrific drug dealer. It's got nothing better to do. Oh, is that what you did in the army, pretty face? <laughs> So, you know, this dude is pissed, Lewis, that is, and, you know, the greatest act of revenge, he goes and gets himself kidnapped after laying waste to one of Silveria's chop shops in what is by far the greatest scene in this movie. Oh, it's a great action scene. Oh, my God. guy takes a chainsaw and is fighting a Capoeira master with a chainsaw. And let me tell I was listening to this with, like, headphones on, and I didn't... I wasn't paying attention because I was, like, down, jotting a note in my phone, and the volume on this chainsaw effect scared the (laughs) shit out of me. And I look up, and I'm like... Did Netflix just change over to Texas Chainsaw Massacre? What is happening? This dude's waving this fucking thing around. It's hitting like car doors. Sparks are flying. It is fantastic. He beats that guy up. It's it, This movie turns into like tough turf out of nowhere. And like he beats that guy up. And then all of a sudden this guy with a blowtorch comes out. Oh who's got God. no face. He's got the welder's mask on. It's like, it's like he's fighting Vader. <laughs> it's fantastic because it's like. It's like, uh, yeah, it's, I, I was hoping this dude was about to turn this into a flamethrower, yeah. but it's kind of more badass that it's just like a welding torch because yeah. he's just going after him with this torch. And then everything comes to a head because, like, Lewis kicks everybody's ass. Everybody's down for the count. And what they're doing is they're lining cars in this cop sh- uh, chop shop rather with drug money. Yeah. Like, the money they make selling drugs, they're lining the inner walls of the car with it and then sending them off wherever. I told you, Primo, I would move on to the cars after the drugs. <laughs> Silverio's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be graffito tagging the school. <laughs> well, actually, Silverio, we just thought we'd actually, like, move some money tonight. No, that school has not yet been taught a lesson. Not until that school is ashes. <laughs> if you need me, I'll be in my Mercedes made out of cocaine. <laughs> I call it the Blowmobile. I'm going to go to that McDonald's that shortchanged me and burn it to the ground. I'm going to go to that library where I owe approximately 67 cents in late fees and lay waste to it, librarian and all. I will be repaying it instead of cents, but with 76 souls. 
that smart mouth librarian Santo. I will send her to hell. While he's doing all that, let's actually make money in this drug game. Line this car with $10 million. (laughs) He's just trying to read a book in the library, slowly turning the pages. Like, like what? I've brought this movie to a crawl, Santo. (laughs) It's a dictionary, and he's not through the S's yet. Hang with him. So then... To really, really stick it to Silverio, Lewis fucking sets this car on fire with the blowtorch and dumps a full can of gas. Doesn't pour it. Nope. Sets the fire first and chucks the can in the car, and this thing goes boom, baby. Mm. Oh, my goodness. It's great. And then he's just kind of fighting a bunch of people gets kidnapped by the Jamaicans. Like, he finally gets... Overrun by yeah. Jamaica. Yeah, well, because finally somebody's like, "Hey, let's all attack him at once." And I know it's the standard action movie <laughs> cliched argument, but right. really, no more than this film of the one-on-one fighting. Like the Jamaican guys are standing around, like these guys are fucking stupid, <laughs> yeah, and then they just gang up on him and take him down in two seconds. Hey, let's punch him in the face. <laughs> Here's an idea: guns. <laughs> yeah, there's zero guns in this movie. Maybe mm. like one or two. Towards the end, at the end, they yeah. don't even get fired. I think yeah. Silverio believes in honor in in like the the fatal combat of your own hands. Now you also have a sword, librarian. <laughs> Fight me! <laughs> so he gets kidnapped, yes. and it's like this is the last scene of the movie, Santo. <laughs> and all of his, you know, it's like I am. With, I will now kill you because you tried to teach kids how to do a calisthenic exercise. <laughs> this, is, this is the logical extension of this special gym program. <laughs> we all do it with Ed like this. <laughs> this is what happens in the public education system. And they all line up, and it's like, okay, now they will watch us fight to the death. And just when you think like things are going south for Lewis... The 12, well, I guess 11, RIP Donovan. Uh, the <laughs> 11 worst kids in the school line up in like, somehow they all got matching Capoeira uniforms. I don't know where the fuck that shit came from. Never in this movie is it discussed or are they handed out. <laughs> I mean, they never went to a pageant, never went to a contest or a championship nope, nope, or nope, whatever. Nope. They just somehow all called up. Someone did a round robin and was like, we're all wearing white no-button shirts and white pants. Make sure you have it because we don't want to look like idiots when we get out into the front lines of this fucking war. If you don't, don't worry. I found Kerrigan's wallet in that school. So you know, we just picks him up on the way. Don't worry, I found Donovan's allowance. <laughs> yeah, I went into Donovan's house where his mother was inconsolably crying and I stole her wallet because she's so <laughs> upset about her dead son that we never talk about in this movie. That's just life in Miami, man. You know, that's just <laughs> what life, you know, they can't, they can't just be completely turned around. I'm sorry, woman, but that guy, that guy really shouldn't have taught these kids physical exercise. <laughs> They should all just resign themselves to be fat like that fat, gaping-mouthed kid <laughs> who makes the triumphant return for this final scene. I guess that kid was just away on some sick days or something because he's just magically back in it. He's magically back in the movie. Not that it matters, really. I mean, no. he, he kicks... He doesn't kick Silverio, but he like kicks one of Silverio's goons in the gut or something. Or he might kick the Jamaican guy, actually. I think <laughs> well, that's what That's good, Santo. Maybe now I will take <laughs> you on. Like... 
I feel like anyone that gets a hit, Silverio should offer a job. Too. Just offer it up a job. You could teach them the, the strong art of kicking someone in the gut and also eating donuts, apparently. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's a karate fight. It's a capoeira fight. It's, it's like, badass. It's, it's, a, it's, it's really good. It's, here's what I was reminded of. Minus a broken spewing fire hydrant, it's like the fight on Danny Glover's lawn at the end of Lethal Weapon 1. Because it's just all dudes standing around watching a shit-kicking, barn-burning fight. And it's awesome. And there's machetes involved because, you know, that's what we're doing. (laughs) We just got some machete. There is a hilarious moment where Silverio, like, comes down on Lewis's machete. And it totally breaks off like a Bugs Bunny sword. And he's like, oh, no. Like, he looks at it like it's broken. I think he cuts Silverio's ponytail in this fight, though. He gets a little bit of his hair. It's not the whole ponytail. That's what I thought happened. And I was like. Oh my god, you have cut the head off the Hydra. Holy shit. <laughs> now he's powerless. Now that you've cut off my ponytail, I've grown another head. <laughs> <laughs> we are Silverios now. I am Janus Silverio. <laughs> and it's it's an awesome fight. It goes on. It's just an awesome fight. And like there's this weird code of honor where they're like, "Okay, we're not going to join in." All these drug dealers who's who's like financial well-being is tied into this guy. They're like, "No, no, no. Boss said stay out of it. Let's stay out of it." It's their job to keep the beat. And then this is what's great. This is one of my favorite parts of this movie is Lewis Stevens wins the round with Silverio through the power of song. Yep, because all of Silverio's dudes are doing their chant, and then when it looks like Lewis is down for the count, all the kids start doing the chant that they learned from from Lewis. He kind of pulls a Hogan, really. It, it, dude, I was thinking if like Lewis started doing like the hand wave, like I can't hear you. Like his hand just kind of raises and it starts to shake, it starts to shake, it starts to shake, and then he just like you know jumps off the top turnbuckle and really sticks it to Silverio. But yeah, like their song overpowers the other song, and then all the Jamaicans and the Brazilians are like. Well, these kids got some mighty fine singing voices. Better pipe down and let them win. Donovan loved that song. <laughs> it was Donovan's song. We you sang Donovan's he, remix of it. He should have been there as a force ghost in, a, <laughs> in his own little white outfit. That, with this movie needed some force ghosts. And then, you know, like Ewoks, a champion. Jump, jump. Ewok Capoeira. Yeah, yeah, and then you know they can t- finally tear down the giant statue of Silverio in Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Everyone celebrates around the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then so yeah, like he's defeated. The gang runs away because the cops come out of nowhere. There's this great thing where one of the guys, one of the guys, thinks like, "Oh my god, I think our boss is gonna lose." Let me pull out my gun. And the kids like. Hey man, let's go. Like they kind of let the kids do anything in this movie because the kids do absolutely. Yeah. Really, it's it's the Lewis show. It's not it about training the kids. It's about how good this guy is at capoeira. I mean, that's what you're presumably selling a ticket on. Yeah. Is this dude is a capoeira master? Yeah. I mean, this. I was reading up on this guy. I mean, he has mastered like a ton of martial arts. Like the list is crazy, and, and he's, he's got like a, it's yeah. like a laundry list of like championships. I mean, yeah. this dude is the real deal, which is why it's kind of frustrating. I mean, I get it. He's a little older. Now, but he's just fucking wasting his time on fucking Iron Chef. Like, who gives a shit? Who he's knows? fucking great. Jackie Chan's still making movies. Why can't this guy be flipping around still? Because he made only the strong. 
Yeah, box office poison, right? Touche, Sadak. All right. And, I mean, you know, he wins, and then, like, um, the, the cops come back, and they're like, oh, you know who this is? He's the biggest drug dealer in town. And then, like, Orlando, again, is just like, you know what? I am going to put – I'm going to burn my family, the bridge to my entire family, because I'm sure my – my mother is going to love that her nephew is now sent up to prison. Yeah. Who's been paying the bills for years. And I tell her why? Because my gym teacher told me to. <laughs> my special gym teacher told me to do this, so I'm going to send my cousin up the river. I mean, like, I get where we're coming from with this criticism of Orlando's actions. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Silverio is a murderous drug lord. Oh, no, he's a bad dude, and he deserves it. He, I he mean, just... Orlando is doing the right thing 100%. in this situation. You know, you know, I know he is. I'm just saying it's a little unrealistic that he would do this, but sure. But, but I mean, he's know... making the sacrifice because he understands, yeah. like, look, this guy's a scumbag, and he's not doing this neighborhood any good. Yeah, that's true. He's going to have to change his name, move. Like, think about in 10, 20 years when Silverio gets out of prison. Oh, Silverio's getting killed in prison, I feel. You, are, are you kidding me? No, because let me tell you something. All the people... Because here's the thing. Silverio... He's probably loyal to you if you're on the outside, but once you're in jail, he just kind of forgets about you. So then he goes in, and all these dudes that have worked oh, with Silverio's gang, like maybe all the Jamaicans are like, all right, Silverio, we're cool with you and the Brazilians on the outside, but in here, you're fucking cooked. And they just kill him instantly. Because you can't have that kind of dude rising to power in prison. Because he probably would pretty quickly. And they got to put that fire out before it gets started. True. Fair enough. <laughs> I'd like to see Silverio on Oz. <laughs> His one cameo episode that he's fucking putting a wall. Hey, other BC, you cut me in the lunch line. <laughs> <laughs> I won't stand for that. Nietzsche, you promised me you'd get me a job in the laundry room. <laughs> you are a lying scum. <laughs> Man, I rewatch that show one of these days. What a fantastic program. O'Reilly, why are you reading that book for, idiot? <laughs> so, by far the most ridiculous scene in the movie <laughs> this ending. is the end. So it's high school graduation. We'll go through it just really quickly here. It's high school graduation. And they're like, congratulations, everybody. You all graduated. And then they're like, and by the way, this year we had quite a successful pilot program, even though a fire was started and the school was raided by a deathly drug gang. R.I.P. Donovan, by the way. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That dude needs, like, a portrait a on an easel with a fucking wreath around it. Yep. But nobody gives a shit that this kid's dead. Nope. And they're yeah. just like, well, successfully 12 students, uh, uh, 11 students <laughs> passed the Capoeira program. We only had one fatality, which actually for this year, that's a new record for the school. That's probably honestly why they don't yeah. recognize his death is because you're fucking losing kids every month there. <laughs> It's a bad school. So they're like, you know, we had a lot of success, and here's one little surprise. And the kids have gotten Lewis's buddies from Brazil to come up and start doing, like, a capoeira demonstration in the auditorium, and everybody's going fucking nuts. The boys it, from Brazil, man. It doesn't make any sense. Like, if the end of this movie makes sense, if, like, he, Maestro comes out, and he's like, all right, boys, you ready to go? And they all put, the they kids do put the on it. The demonstration. You're right. How on earth did they track down these dudes that were just hanging out with him on the beach? And also, is if a high school graduation isn't long enough, you gotta fucking... <laughs> you just imagine this dad who's just like, 
folding that fucking program over and over again. Well, that's the other thing. This goes on for way too long. They get the teacher involved, and, you know, he's flip-flapping all over the place. And, again, it's awesome because Capoeira is awesome to look at. It's a very beautiful martial art form. All the parents of the kids that had nothing to do with this program are just sitting there going, what the fuck is this? Like, what am I sitting through right now? Son, why can't you prance around like a fairy like that? (laughs) You fake kicking people. Why can't you fake kick somebody? What's the matter with you? Hey, hey, my son's a goddamn valedictorian. Why don't don't we spend more time with him? Yeah, but does he know Capoeira? Didn't think so, nerdlinger. Yeah, your son's a valedictorian with a D average. <laughs> good, good for you. <laughs> oh, man. And that is only the strong. Who's recommending? A strong recommend. A big, fat old recommendation. I've, uh, I was telling everybody before this, uh, I had this on tape. It's one of the tapes that I wore the fuck out. I mean, it's, it's not a good movie by any means. It's actually... A great movie. It's <laughs> So I would say you were recommending it also? Yeah, I recommend it. Like Steve, I watched this a lot growing up. It was on that... that uh, HBO a lot. Yeah, think. yeah, it was on the rotation, definitely, heavily. Um, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd recommend this. I would totally recommend this movie. It's a strong recommend. It's fun as shit. It's ridiculous, but I mean, like I've been saying throughout this entire episode, Capoeira is awesome. And I know we have, like, we've like gained this, like, surge of Brazilian listeners, which is cool. If you guys have other Capoeira movies that we can get our hands on, that is some badass shit, and I would watch them. But this movie specifically is hilarious because it's Dangerous Minds meets Capoeira fighting, which is fantastic. You I want to do a real quick professional second opinion. Ah, uh, yes. Roger Ebert hated this movie. One out of, I think, what, he did five stars? He anyway, did, it was one he star. Did, he did a four-star system. Okay. It was a rare miss for Roger, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so he, Roger Ebert says the message of a movie like Only the Strong, building on the fascist undertones of its title, is almost <laughs> cruel in its stupidity and, and naivete. It's almost a relief that few people in the audience for such a film would even remember if it had a message or not. That's yeah. The movie doesn't have a message. It's an action movie. I, 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 yeah, I don't. It's I don't think it has a fascist message. allegory. Like I understand, <laughs> there's a weirdness to it because. Like a lot of the detractors in the movie say, they don't. It's not like something like uh, like karate, and it's like, all right, you never want to be in a fight. You know what I mean? You just want to know how to do it. You want to train yourself. Like the whole point, at least in this movie, is like you got to beat the shit out of somebody in Capoeira, man. You got to you got to get your fucking feet dirty. <laughs> yeah, you earn know, your key. <laughs> they do a lot of like practicing stuff where they're not hitting each other. Yeah. I mean, there is a moment where like one dude accidentally kicks a kid in the f- like Orlando gets kicked in the face by the Jamaican kid. Yeah, and the principal is like, "Holy fucking shit! Oh, you said the <laughs> and then like Kerrigan's like, "Hey, man." This time last week, this kid would have shot that kid in the face for doing that. Yeah, yeah. they like make up and like, oh, are you okay? Yeah, like, they like right shake afterwards. hands. I mean, so like, there's an there honor is to something it. going on, but there is no like, you have to do this in order to achieve this. It's nope. just like, get these animals under control, <laughs> goddammit! it! Right, that's all there is. I mean, that's why there's no real message. It's just an it's a it's a it's a venue to showcase this dude's martial arts talent. In a film setting. So it's like, well, what's he going to do? Ah, he's going to help inner city kids who are hard on their luck. Fuck it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe there's a drug dealer. Oh, he's kind of a robot Frankenstein monster? That's fantastic. Why not? Who well, cares? you uh, looks like you're doing terrible in this job interview. There's only one way you're going to get this job. 
Want a Brazilian karate fight, man? <laughs> <laughs> that is Only the Strong. If you want to get a hold of us, more information can be found on whmpodcast.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on email. You can find all the contact info on the website. Eric's program, Blame It on Outer Space. Blame Space Pod on Twitter. They're on Facebook. Blame It on Outer Space.com. They're on break for a while, so you can catch up with back episodes when you're coming back. Uh, uh, November. So first Wednesday of November, there'll be a brand new episode for you. Catch up on their back catalog. Both those programs are on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, if you're listening for the first time, please rate and review. It would help us out a lot. Um, what else? Uh, so the app, we got the app. There's bonus episodes on there. We will be posting the bonus episodes on our Bandcamp page for you to pick up there as well. Uh, some people not liking the app so much. So we figured, you know what? Fuck it. We'll split the difference. Some yep. people like it. Some people don't. And that's whmpodcast.bandcamp.com? I believe that's what it is. Uh, check out the contacts page just so we make sure that that's accurate. I'm, I'm announcing where to find our stuff in the form of a question. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- do not put a, a question mark in the hyperlink. Please do not. The hyperlink will not work with a question mark put into it. Uh, yeah, that's about it. It's nice to be back. Uh, so this month, here's what it's going gonna, it's gonna to be. So it's going to be like, these are all the things you can get if you listen to We Hate Movies Month, right? So here's a brand new episode, us talking about a bad movie. Next week, we're going to drop a live episode. Week after that, it's going to be a side order of sleaze, but in regular release form so you guys can get a feel of what that's like, too. Bringing new audience members in this week, or this month. That's what I feel like we're doing here. Uh, so that's it. Next week, live episode. Until then, I'm Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Steven Zadak. Take it easy. Take it easy.